Let's face it. As consumers, we don't know what we don't know. Finances are an intricate puzzle. If you miss even one small piece, it can make a big difference and become out of focus. Welcome to Your Finances, Know You Can, with Wesley Forster, President and Senior Financial Strategist at HSI Financial Group. In this podcast, Wes and his dedicated team of financial professionals provide the guidance you need to build your ideal financial lifestyle and reach your goals. Stop flushing money down the drain and losing it needlessly and unnecessarily. Join in as Wes empowers you to arrive at your destination and swap uncertainty for confidence and choose where you want to go. Now, on to the show. You have some questions or you're simply curious. You want to call Wes Forster at HSI Financial, but you're just not sure what to expect. Well, friend, you are in the right place. Wes is right here to run through the client experience at HSI. I'm Patrice Sikora. Now, Wes, what is the best way to get things rolling? Is a phone call better or should someone contact you through your website? Well, you know, people get get a hold of us in so many different ways. They're, they're, they're referred to us through their through their accountant or their lawyer or a friend. They uh, come to us through, uh, I like these different ways that they come to us because then they get a little bit of experience even before they see us the first time. They might've come to us through a seminar, but by all means, you know, you're Googling things and you're looking for somebody and uh, our website comes up, you go ahead and you, you contact us through the website. You, uh, Uh, can do it one of two ways. Give us a phone call. When you've given us that phone call, uh, you're always going to be talking to a real person. You're not going to get a voicemail box that you have to leave a message and somebody's going to get back to you. I hate that. I just, uh, me, (laughs) that's, I don't know. I have a hard time with that one. Uh, When I want to talk to somebody, I want to talk to somebody. So that's one of my pet peeves is, you know, you're talking to a real person all the time and they know exactly what to do with you when you call in. And uh, you'll get a firsthand treatment right there with that handoff. You're talking to some really, really nice people at HSI. I'm really quite proud of that. So if you don't want to make that phone call, it's late at night and you, you know, the, the offices might be closed, go ahead and, and, and click that contact us button on the website and leave a message and somebody will get back to you the next day early. And uh, the same thing if you leave a message and, and if one of our guys aren't available you know, well-trained in that we believe in getting back to people very quickly. So you're going to, you're going to, I think that's an important experience right off the bat. That is. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then someone knows that you really, you care. You want to get, mm-hmm. that's it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So what do you tell them? What do you tell them? Say, Hey, come on in or what? Well, you know, we're, we're that first call, it's going to, that's sort of the initialization call. That's, that's the, I mean, test the waters here a little bit and, and determine whether or not, you know, we can, there is a fit. You know, I think what's really important is that, uh, and I say this to folks when we're sitting face to face too, is that you got to like the person that you're sitting across from. If you don't like that person you're sitting across from, just, it baffles my mind when people tell me I've been dealing with this person for years and I don't, we don't really see eye to eye. And I think, well, why did you wait so long? You know, uh, this is important. This is uh, intimate stuff. I, you know, oftentimes we hear more about their personal lives and even some of their doctors or their, their closer friends or relatives. So this is really important stuff. So you really want to make sure that you're comfortable with that person. So it begins on the phone. Do you get that, that feeling that this is, yeah, I, I think I can, I can have a good conversation and it could be, you know, I feel like they care and they're going to be open with me and, and this could work out, but we still have to go to that next step. 
Which and that's is? that. Yeah. And then that's that, that initial face-to-face meeting. And I, I prefer to do it face-to-face. I know we're, you know, we got the COVID thing and the social distancing thing going on right now. And, uh, but there's times that everything opens up. We're quite proud at our office that we're, you know, we take a, a, a tremendous amount of time making things safe at the office for people to come in and visit us. All of our staff are vaccinated and they're very conscientious about that. We uh, consider other people's feelings. Uh, I, like I suggest to my staff is that this isn't a business where you're in it for yourself. And uh, it's, it's about the people that are coming in to see us. So we want to make them very, very comfortable. And every step, all the little details have to be covered because that's what you notice. That's what I notice when I'm uh, as a consumer, <clears throat> that's what I notice. I know what I like and I know what I want. Unfortunately, some, a lot of consumers don't know, especially younger people, because they're not used to that kind of treatment that, 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 you know, people are really falling all over you and they care about you. Uh, so that in that first meeting, we're going to, we're going to have a time to determine whether or not it's a good fit for you. And it's a good fit for us, because what we also say is it's not just about you selecting us. It's about us selecting you as well. And I think that's just as important. We got to have, we have to have that amazing relationship that you're comfortable, uh, that you can ask questions and it's not threatening. And, uh, of course that's, that's back and forth. It's not just, uh, you know, we got to ask good questions as well, thoughtful questions. And, uh, and of course you do too. Now what we're going to prepare you for though, uh, as we often say, the consumer, let's just say this in general, but consumers, they, and I, and I'm talking about all consumers, they don't know what they don't know. And what I mean by that is you're, you're, you, you know, you how to start your car and you got to put air in the tires and you got to check the oil once in a while and put fuel in the gas tank. Well, how does that engine work? You got to trust somebody to take care of that. And you know all the questions to ask? And we, we get the, the horror stories too of people being uh, scammed and things like that. And that happens. We know what happens. So how do we prevent that? Well, I don't know how you prevent it necessarily when you go to the mechanic, but I do know how you prevent it when you come to see us. And that's about being transparent uh, and we're transparent with each other. Mm-hmm. So alarms me when I'm talking about this. And these are the things that we'll share in that initial meeting are the things that people miss. And as we talked about in our last, in our last uh, podcast, people are losing or flushing money down the toilet. And I'm not talking about the investments. People right away, they think about their investments. And I'm not just, not just the investments and, and, and certainly with their investments as well, but there's other things that, that are completely neglected. And we're going to talk about some of those things to make people aware. There's, there needs to be a motivation to, to, to take action and what's in it for me. What's the benefit for me? So we got to talk about those kind of things. But it really what it's all about in that first meeting is really getting to know each other, what to expect on a go forward basis. Uh, are we ready to do that? And, uh, you know, what, what can I expect? Like I say, that's that's uh, the thing that I would want to know. Right. And I would always ask, you go to the doctor, you're going to have a, an operation. What can I expect? And uh, are, what's are your there, experience? Are there documents that they should bring to the first meeting? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, what we prefer that you do in that first meeting is primarily bring yourself. Because again, like I say, that's a getting to know you meeting. What we're talking about here is financial planning. And to some degree, I want them to have a point of comparison to that's what this meeting is somewhat about too, is a point of comparison. And so what are you comparing it to? So the one thing we will ask you to bring in is if you have a a written financial plan, and unfortunately, what we see is the majority of people don't have a written financial plan. They'll bring in their investment statements and they think that's their financial plan because that's what the institution has led them to believe. And that's where, unfortunately, again, the consumer gets deceived. They think they're getting something. And when something blows up, 
then what's your recourse? And we'll talk about those things too. So going back to the investments, the investments blow up or they don't do the job that they were supposed to or what you anticipated, all those good things. You're upset and uh, you got nothing to compare it to. You don't, you really don't know why you did what you did. And these are the kind of things that we've got to talk about. So what is a plan? What is in a plan? What is in a plan? Well, first it's written. It's, it's documented. It, it has actions to it. There's both, but both you have the actions and I or HSI has the actions and, and it's about execution. So if it's about your investments, which, you know, obviously that's the part of the, the solution to getting you to where you go, where, where you want to go. And if it's about the investments, then certainly that's document, the philosophy is documented. And then you have that opportunity to make good financial decisions on your investments. Unfortunately, what we end up with in too many cases is just whatever's on the shelf. And we got to talk about different things. What's available to you? You know, what's the best way to go? Um, what's the, what tends to be the, not necessarily the popular, that's the unfortunate thing where they're chasing the popular, but also the, the things that get the job done. That's what we're both interested in. So what's the job? The job is revolves around that written plan. The written plan is, well, if you don't know, uh, let's think about this for a second, Patrice, if you don't know how much you're spending how much you're going to spend. And I'm not talking about budget here. I'm not talking about putting somebody on this, this crazy old budget. Mm -hmm. It's just about spending what your expenses are. If you don't document them, you're just kind of shooting off into the abyss. You, you, you have no idea what kind of return you need on your money to achieve the kind of things that you want to achieve. That makes sense. Okay. It's all, you're doing it on a hope and a prayer and that works for some and, and uh, for others, it's a matter of you better, you better have some idea because here's what's going to happen. If you don't have that information right in front of you to see what the outcome is going to be, if you have no way to, to determine whether or not that's a good idea or a bad idea, you're just going to go chasing things. So you chase investment returns, okay? Because you don't really know what you need. And this is where you become disappointed because as soon as you start chasing investment returns, it's my buddy got this, my brother got that, my stockbroker told me I could do this. Mm. That's well, well and fine. But what if it's not enough? You don't know. Nobody's got, no, nobody's dug deep enough to determine whether or not that's enough or not enough, or is it too much? And what I mean by that, when I say too much, because some people argue it's never too much. And I, you know, I'd probably be in that camp as well. You want to have a great cushion, but you, you still don't know what that cushion is. Nobody's ever want, sat down. And don't you want that cushion to be earning something for you, doing no, something? No, you want the cushion to be earning something for you, but you're, you're putting all these things in their proper silos to, to make sure that, that, Something's readily available. Something's more short-term. Something's more long-term. Uh, when we start talking about the long-term, we start talking about the wills and the estate plan and the atrocities there, the, the miseries there. And I often talk about you want to leave great memories for your, for your family and your, your, whoever you're leaving things to. You don't want to leave problems. Most people will agree with that. Oh, yeah. Some people don't care. I, I, then those are the kind of people that I'm not necessarily as uh, intrigued with to help because <laughs> they tend to be indifferent and, and well, you could even say selfish, but I, I want to help those that want to help others too. And, and, and I, I really want to make sure that people get to where that promised land is their promised land. So we're going to make sure that it's realistic. So are their goals realistic? Is their uh, investment plan realistic? Does it fit with the, the actual plan? So we've determined that you need X number of dollars to live on. 
now we determine and so then from that we can determine how much you can save mm -hmm. or invest saving and investing two different things it's the topic for another discussion but um we determine that that uh so here's what it looks like this is the kind of return you need we'll explain returns we'll explain like i said before philosophies how to get you from a to b and if it's not realistic we're going to tell you we're not going to it's not pie in the sky because that's what you're there for we're going to tell you that you're going to have to do one of several things or multiple things to achieve what you want to do. Okay. And that's the refreshing thing. That's the thing that puts people on cloud nine. It takes the weight of the world off their shoulders. In fact, what we find is if couples are having difficulties with money, of course, we know that's a leading cause of divorce. If they're having difficulties with money, difficulties with money, and they're having difficulties with maybe even pointing fingers somewhat, this is a way to, you know, get it all out of the table, and, and come up with that plan and they're doing it together. And it, it takes, like I say, it takes the weight of the world off their shoulder. It's, it's about putting the responsibilities where the responsibilities are, are, are supposed to be. And uh, what our job to do is to hold you accountable to help you to achieve those goals. Okay. Obviously you're not holding each other necessarily accountable. You might be arguing about it, but you're not holding each other accountable. This, you see the difference there. Oh yeah. We're, we care about these people. If they don't care about themselves, it's tough for us to care about them. So yep. then we go on to, we go on to, um, like I say, the estate plan, but something that revolves around both the estate plan and the, and the investments, but the plan itself too, are taxes. So many years ago, my partner and I, Warren, owned an accounting firm, uh, a public accounting firm. And because we got annoyed with different things that we saw happening. And so we wanted to make sure that we were taking care of that. And then after a while, we realized, unfortunately, we didn't have the manpower to take out of the planning side of things to accommodate doing tax returns, you know, six months out of the year kind of thing, seven months out of the year. So we decided we're going to shut that down, but we're still doing the tax planning. So a part of the plan is, is that we're going to, you, you bring your tax returns into us as well. And if you do them yourself, or if you have somebody doing them for us, we check them every year for you. But initially we're going to look at a couple of years. If we see problems, are things that should be corrected or need to be addressed. We're going to talk about those things. And I'm glad uh, you bring this up because mm -hmm. tax planning and tax preparing are two different things. And a lot of yeah. people don't understand that. Yeah, that's very good. Have you been reading some of my material? <laughs> we'll talk so, about your book later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, and that's a question we often ask, especially in large groups. Uh, do you have a tax preparer or do you have a tax planner? You really need both. That's very important. See, tax accountants, really good accountants. And especially right now in Canada, what we're seeing is that there's a real lack of tax preparers out there. There's a, you know, there's a bit of a mercy call out there for, gee, we need more trained accountants. And uh, so what we're going to find is that, and this happened when we were doing it too, is that you just get so busy being the, the scorekeeper between you and Canada Revenue Agency or in, in, in the United States, the IRS, that they don't have time to do tax planning. It's just things that jump off the page at them that, and then they think that, okay, once I send my taxes into CRA, Canada Revenue Agency, that, uh, that they're checking it for us. No, that's not their job to check your tax returns for you. They're there to make sure that you reported everything. And if they don't have time to do that at a busy tax season, they're going to reserve the right to be able to do that later. So you don't want to be, what we're saying to our clients, the last thing you want to do is be looking over your shoulder all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, did I do the right thing? And if CRA comes back and they ask for more information or if they demand an audit, what do I do? So we really are those go-to people. We're available for them. 
as I said, you're always going to talk to somebody live at our office. We all know what's going on in your file. So you've got that opportunity to give us a call and, and you can talk to us about it. But we're already analyzing things. We're generally two steps ahead of everybody. One of the things we want to say too, is that when we're going through that process of financial planning, oftentimes we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know necessarily what we're looking for. Like I'll, I'll ask, I remember a, a couple that came in, actually he came in by himself initially and he's, he is his second marriage. And, and he said, he was telling me the horrors of what had gone on. He's been married for 23, 24 years at this point in time. And he told me about his business and how that was going. And he was quite well off doing well for himself. Uh, so we decided together that yes, he wants us to do a financial plan for him. So we put a, we are, when you come back for the second meeting, we ask you to bring back now, you've got lists of things again, back to my lists. So we got a list of things that you bring back to us. And, um, one of the things he came to, it was the, uh, the, the divorce 27, 28 years ago, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I said that I wanted to have the, the decree that the, whatever things that he signed for the separation and the divorce. And he said, just hold on, Wes. He says, that's 27, 28 years ago. Like, that's not even relevant anymore. And I said, yeah, that's, that's quite possible. He says, well, what do you want? What do you need it for? And I said, I don't know. I won't know until I see it. Oh, oh okay. He said, well, I'll, I'll bring that in. Uh, not sure, but I'll, he's I'll certainly bring it in. Why I'm bringing it in. I said, well, one thing is, are you still paying maintenance or uh, alimony? He said, he said, yes. And I said, well, let's look at it then. Now, the interesting part of that story is, and this doesn't always happen. Sometimes we look at it and everything is nice and clean and tidy. But in this particular case, his separation agreement uh, suggested or didn't suggest this is written and he agreed to it is that that his payments, his alimony payments survived him. Wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. So if he passes away, his estate has to continue paying his ex-spouse. Okay. But is there a time limit? Nope. For... Not until she dies. When she's dead and gone, then that's when it ends. So it oh. survived him. Yeah. And now, okay, we do the, the financial plan. There was a lot of other moving parts here, but I just remember that, that when they came in and, and this time he's bringing his, his new wife with them and they were together. They were a dynamic duo, uh, seriously. And I said to them, now, listen, we're going to have some conversation here. I want to make sure that we're going to have candid conversation that I'm not, you know, being censored in any way. And he said, absolutely. And she says, well, I hope so. And I said, okay, now look, there's one thing here that jumps out at me and whether or not this is the very first thing I talked about or not is another thing, but let's just jump to it. I said, there's one thing that, that I want to talk to you about. And that's the, this divorce separation agreement that you signed. And I said, I'm, I'm guessing that you understand it, but I just want to be sure that you understand it. And he said, okay, well hit me with it. And I said, you do understand that when you pass away, that that agreement survives you, you will have to continue paying your ex-spouse. Well, his wife, his current wife kind of elevated out of her chair <laughs> and, and she was red and she was hot. She figured it out pretty quick. He was sort of sitting there with his jaw dropped down. He's trying to digest that. And, uh, and she said, so you're telling me that I, I have to continue. I have to continue writing checks to her. And he said, well, yeah, sort of that's, that's the gist of it. And he says, she says to me, she says, that ain't happening. I said, well, listen, I'm not going to bring you a problem without a solution. And I have a solution that takes that burden off of you. But, you know, there's no choice in the matter. 
uh, that's the, that, that's what you signed. His comment, uh, was, and I'll never forget this. His comment was, he said, damn, Wes, he says, I knew she had a better lawyer than I did. I was thinking the same thing, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, those are the things that we're looking for. I think I said it in the last podcast that we're looking for the needle in a haystack. And that's the needle in the haystack. We, we don't know what it looks like. We're just looking for it. I said, we don't leave any stones unturned. We, I assure you that our checklists are, are, are driving us towards that to make sure everything is looked at. And that's the reassurance that we can give you when you come in. Do, cli- do clients balk? at changes you suggest to them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, that's the hard part for me is that oftentimes it's, it, it can be an easy fix. And, and I, I, you know, I, I study this and I, I look at it from, I, I talk to psychologists and, and I listen to other psychologists, two psychologists that, that I don't hire to, to talk about this with, to, to, to try and understand what, what, what prevents people from doing these, taking care of, the matters at hand, if you will, and, and, you know, executing the solution. And, and I think for the most part, what we've determined is that, that either you didn't explain it very well, mm-hmm. you don't understand it. We, so we got to make sure that we explain it very well. And again, they have that confidence in you and it, that you're the right person for it. You care about them. They also think that, you know, I don't know maybe it's guilt that if they change something that they're going to hurt somebody. We talk about that a little bit in that, that booklet that we hand out. We'll talk about that in just a second too. But my brother-in-law is my financial planner now. Oh. And, you know, I don't want to make that change because I don't want to hurt his yeah. feelings. That, and, and my response to that is, it's, so you're good with losing money. And you're good with, your, you know, it could be something that's significant. And it hurts your family significantly. You're okay with that. And I understand it. I get that. It's hard to fire family members and friends. Yeah. That's when you should consider right off the bat, do I hire a family member or do I hire a friend to do that kind of job for me in the first place? Because I guarantee you, it's going to be a really hard. And then you got the ones that say, well, you know, this guy's my best friend, you know, well, when did he become your best friend? Well, when he became my investment advisor. Okay. So yeah, they go out of your, out of their way to be your best friend. So if they're, if you're your best friend now, while you have their money with you, you'll really know if they're still your best friend when you move your money out. Okay. Or was that just an act? Okay. So th- th- those things really concern me, but burying your head in the sand does not solve the, you know, some of the other things that people think about when they procrastinate is that things have been going very well so far. So why rock the boat? Well, do you, are you sure that they're going so well so far? Are you losing money needlessly and unnecessarily? That's a big thing. So, so, af- so after the first and second meetings, mm-hmm. um, you're moving along here. When do they actually meet the team? I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. wonderful interactions here, and I know mm-hmm. you've got a great team. Do they work mm-hmm. with everybody? They work with everybody, and they're going to meet everybody, and hopefully they meet most of them in that, that, that initial meeting. We'll, we'll introduce them. We always have two people in all of our meetings. There's always myself or, and, and one of the, the other guys or the, one of the other guys, and so it would be Blake and myself or Devin and myself, or it would be Devin and Blake or Devin and Andrew. There's always two people in the meeting. There's a number of things that we do. We, we're taking things very seriously. So we're trying to consider their feelings in every step of the process. Uh, how would I like it? How would I like things done if it was me sitting in their shoes? That's what I, that's the biggest thing that I'm going to concern myself with here. So yes, I want to meet everybody. Can I do it all in that one meeting? Yeah, I can meet four or five of them, you know, 
few of them I might catch the next time, but you're going to meet at least four or five of the, of the seven people in our, on our team. And that's at the reading port because you're, some of them are going to be calling you and you're going to be calling them and you're going to be asking them questions before the second meeting. You know, I can't find this. I can't find that. Okay. Well, is, should I keep the meeting or should I delay the meeting? And we're going to respond to that. So that that's, those are good questions, but you don't have to be that concerned in that second meeting. Which is, so the question, if I can't find something, uh, can, can I bring it to another meeting? Absolutely. And we can determine whether or not it's important in the second meeting when we do what we call our fact finder. That's the fact finder meeting is the second meeting. And we're going to help you with things that you were having difficulties filling out because we don't want you struggling. We don't want you to not show up for your second meeting because you, you thought, well, you didn't get everything filled out. You didn't right. collect everything. Right. It's really important to you and your family to have that second meeting, to get the ball rolling and you get some momentum. The worst thing that can happen is that stretch turns into a bigger stretch and a longer stretch. And, and now you start procrastinating again and we lost the momentum. We got to keep the momentum going. And what's the result of all of that? At the end of the day, when we've completed that plan, as I said before, you just feel this pressure off of you. You have a really, really good understanding. You know how to make good financial decisions. And that's what, it, that's what brings that harmony in the household, right? right? You're, you're all feeling good about things. And so now you can go on to doing what you do best, whatever that might be, right? You're the homemaker, you're the, the breadwinner, whatever it is, you can focus on that. You're not going to work necessarily and thinking about your finances. Okay. That's not good either. That puts pressure on you as well. So you can, you can get that sense. There's the benefit, right? Then how often do you interact with them? Once I've had the, the second meeting, you've gotten the plan oh. together, you've all bought into it. Mm -hmm. How often do you contact them? Well, you, first of all, the, the plan itself takes a tremendous amount of work because we're not just doing your investments. We're not just doing insurance. We're not because we do the insurance as well to make sure that the things are funded properly. Uh, we're not just doing the estate plan. Like I'll have some folks that'll phone us and say, look, I like everything you do, Wes, but we got most of this other stuff done. We just want you to work on the estate plan. And um, I kind of shake my head at that. Well, first of all, we don't just do the estate plan. We bring everything together. Nobody's on an island. The accountants that we work with aren't on an island. The, the lawyers aren't on an island. We are not on an island. So we bring it all together. So with that said, there's a tremendous amount of communication between the second meeting and the plan delivery. That the plan delivery will take us typically 20 to 30 hours to prepare. And that's a few people, sometimes much longer than that, depends on how complicated it is. Mm -hmm. The least complicated ones are, like I said, that 20 to 30 hours. So there's going to be conversation in between there. There's going to have to be clarifications of things that we dug up. So you're going to be hearing a lot from us in that first three to four months when we were, uh, you know, it's the plan delivery will happen in about two or three weeks, but to, to complete it, the execution of it will take, you know, like I say, three to four months. Right. Then after that, we're suggesting that we should have a, a what we do is a, a review meeting, a reconciliation meeting because of everything that we moved over. And now we're administering the investments, taking care of the investments for you. We want to reconcile those investments. So we're, we're back and forth with that. So in that three to four months, I can't even tell you, it's, there's a lot of conversation back and forth. After that, the plan delivery is done. We've executed all the paperwork. Everything has moved. It's, it's, it's now moving along quite nicely. We're going to ask you that you come in at least once a year for what we call a progress meeting. How are things progressing? 
What's the yardstick? We're going to do that no matter where things are at. So what I mean by that is some people feel that, you know, I don't really, what I want to do is I really want to talk to you, Wes, when the investments, when the perception is that the investments aren't doing very well. No, I want to do it whether or not they're doing well or not, or whatever the perception is, because that's an education in and of itself. Is it a perception? Is that your, 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 you know, how you've been brainwashed to believe that when the markets are taking a bit of a tumble, that's a bad thing. No, it's not necessarily, but it can be a bad thing. Not necessarily a bad thing. It can be a very good thing for you too. But again, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Somebody has to explain that to you, has to educate you on it. And like real estate, we know about location, location. Well, with investments, it's what's the quality of the company that I invested in. We talked about that the last time too. So there's a lot, we, you, you'll never uh, do business with us and everything's sort of completed. And then we go into witness protection. We disappear. <laughs> We're going to be there for you all the time. Okay. It's a phone call away. It's an email away, whatever, but we're always in communication with you. So you don't have to go hunting for us. We'll hunt for you. There's we have the communication lines open all the time. We're bringing you information all the time, but we're, we're being very specific to your needs. If it doesn't have anything to do with you, you're not going to get that. You're going to get something that's, that's relevant to your situation. Okay. In the mail. If somebody calls us from our office, calls you from our office, like Jasmine, if she were to call you to arrange a time for you to come in to do a progress meeting, you know, it's not, it's just not something that popped up on her screen that she should call you. It's by direction of somebody at our office that's working on your file, that it's time to do a progress meeting or it's time to address something. So we're on those things. And that's that again, that's that feeling that somebody cares and is looking after me. Okay. Right. Something comes up, you know, lately it's COVID and travel insurance and am I covered or am I not covered? Well, you call us, you talk to us about those things. We're there for those conversations or I can't get the insurance or whatever the case, that's what we're there for. I was just reading in the newspaper lately, Wes, that, uh, you know, uh, RSPs are a terrible thing. Well, let's pull the article out and let's discuss it, right? Or we read it and we, we wanted to, to discuss that with our client base. So we do it in so many different ways. We can do it, well, we can do it in this podcast. We can also do it in what we call conference calls, where we'll, we'll do a conference call live, invite all of our clients so that they can listen. Everybody can listen to the answer to that question. Everybody's interested in that question. So let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion about it. And if necessary, lay it to rest. So I don't have to think about it again. Uh, and it gives you the opportunity to ask questions as well. So I don't think it's just about the time period between the second meeting and the, and the next meeting, the third meeting about communication. It's constant communication. We're there for you. Great. Now, we did talk about it briefly in the beginning, but as we're wrapping up here, let's mm -hmm. review how listeners can reach you. Of course, there's the, the website. You can go to our website, <laughs> www.hsifinancial.com. Com. So on that, in that website, you can, there's our phone number there, right. our toll free number is there. And of course there's a message center there. So you can send us a message and what's on your mind and set up that initial meeting with us, that initial conversation with us. You can email us at uh, clientcare at hsifinancial.com as well. Mm -hmm. And somebody will respond right away to you that, to that message as well. If it's, if you can the same day, we'll do it the same day or otherwise it'll be early the next business day. So we're there for you. And a phone number. It is 
7020. So there's that's how you contact us. And, and like I say, I really I, I trust my staff that they're going to give you a great experience right at the onset. So I want to make sure that everybody has a smile on their face when they're talking to HSI. All right. Well, now, listener, you can start the process to meet Wes and the team at HSI with one simple step. And with one simple step, you can get the latest episode of this podcast, Your Finances Know You Can. All you have to do is follow us. To share with friends and colleagues, it's also one simple click. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to Your Finances Know You Can, the show that teaches you what you don't know about your finances. Have questions about topics covered during the show? Visit hsifinancial.com. Email us at clientcare at hsifinancial.com or give us a call at 403-269-4640 or 1-888-816-7020. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted does not represent any consumer or individual. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor, qualified financial planner, or qualified service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.